Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast. And today we are going to talk about the 2012 Royal Rumble match with a very interesting guest. A very interesting guest? Well, it is episode 13 of this 50-episode project, 13 being the unluckiest number, so he has the distinction of being on this particular episode. He'll be performing the Mick Foley 1998, uh, I guess you would say, run. Uh, he's Rowdy Ross, and he is the biggest WWE apologist that I know. How are you doing, Rowdy Ross? I don't know how I feel about the interesting. Um, Everything else you were okay with, though, right? Okay. <laughs> sure, WWE apologist, if that's how you want to label me, fine, whatever. I'll- are you not? I mean... And not not so much I anymore. So. I, I used to I used to be much worse. Um, that might be the, true. I might agree with that actually. I'll I'll accept I'll accept the other adjectives and adverbs and and descriptors that you uh, used for me. But uh, other than that, I'm doing good. Uh, I I just got over a cold, so thankfully this wasn't like last week where I would have sounded like crap. But uh, I feel good today. Good for you. Um, apologies if you hear me cough every once in a while, uh, because I am still getting over a cold that I'm still convinced I caught over the 2019 Royal Rumble, because it pretty much coincided right after that show basically ended. But we'll get into that one day, obviously. We're doing all the Royal Rumbles. So the WWE Network transmits diseases? That's what I'm getting. I I don't think that's that far-fetched, to be honest with you. Man, um, technology has changed. Okay, Rowdy Rush, you're doing the Mick Foley 1998 run uh, for the 1998 Royal Rumble. Can you explain to people what that is, and then I'll explain how it's factoring to your run on the show. Okay, good, because I'm not even sure how it ru- factors into the show, but what Mick mm-hmm. Foley did in 1998, he drew number one as Cactus Jack. Uh, he was eliminated partway through the match. Uh, a couple numbers later, out comes Mankind, to the surprise of everyone. Uh, he then gets eliminated as Mankind, and then he comes in even later uh, as Dude Love and finishes in the Final Four. So, during we try not to have repeat guests on if, unless you know some something happens and an original guest falls through and then. You know, we look for other people. So, Rowdy Russell will be on this show two more times after today in the existence of this 50-episode show. Now, this is the Cactus Jack run, basically. Where So, this has basically got to be your best run, Rowdy Russ, this episode. So, wait, should I have brought the trash cans and the chainsaw? You should have. You should have. <laughs> I'm sorry. You should have woke up with chainsaw in hand. No, sorry. Um, and then... He'll be back on another two more times between now and episode fifty. So, so wait. Uh, I guess I, I guess I should start by saying bang bang. Yes, Mister okay. Bang Bang. <laughs> Brandy Ross, what do you remember about this Royal Rumble? Before uh, not going too much into it, but when I gave you this one as your assignment, was there any before before I rewatched it to to refamiliarize myself with it? Um, honestly, not much. Uh, a lot of the 2010 and onward 
uh, my memory, I guess just as I get older, my memory is really bad. I still remember a lot of the stuff from the 90s rumbles, but as you get further into the 2000 and 2010s, it's just in, in in one eye out the other, if that even makes sense, you know, in one ear and out the other. I, I don't remember much. Bill, what about you? What did you remember from this, if anything? All I remember were, like, the final two people in it, to be honest, okay. and how it ended. Okay. Um, for me, I looked at it and said, oh, great, a 2010s rumble, great. You know how thrilled I am with those for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because the last Royal Rumble match that we did, Bill, was the 2013 Royal Rumble. Right. And I remember saying back in that episode that I can feel where my interest is waning and I would be really interested in doing the year after or the year before to see, in my mind I was saying this, to see like if it's later or earlier that they really go off the rails in, in regards to interest mm-hmm. for me um, with this Royal Rumble match. Of course, the Royal Rumble match filled with inconsistencies uh, in general. And there's a very weird wording that I want to get into in a little bit. But first, Bill... As always, what's going on in the wrestling world at this time? All right, well, let's talk about the three big things that are going on at this point in WWE. So, I don't know if you guys remember this, but we're heading towards this event called Once in a Lifetime with John Cena and The Rock. They've been building it up for a year. We're getting very close to it. Once in a Lifetime. Never going to happen again. Because it's only going to happen once in a lifetime. Um, John Laurinaitis is sort of the interim general manager of Raw at this point in time. He's not fully the general manager. And CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are the respective champions on Raw and SmackDown going into this Royal Rumble. So... Uh, to quickly do our champions of the three promotions going into it, just mention CM Punk is the WWE champion. The World Heavyweight Champion is Daniel Bryan. The Intercontinental Champion is Cody Rhodes. The United States Champion is Jack Swagger. The Tag Team Champions are Primo and Epico. And the Divas title is still around at this point. The champion is Beth Phoenix. So, I can... Okay, I can get behind that one for this point. Um, Meanwhile, for TNA, their current champion at this point is Bobby Roode. Mm. The tag team champions are Crimson and Matt Morgan. Yes! (laughs) Now, see, you got behind Beth Phoenix. I kind of dozed off on the WWE champion roll call, but now I'm awake. Right here. The X Division champion is Austin Aries. The Knockouts champion is Gail Kim. The Knockouts tag team champions are Gail Kim and Madison Rain. And the TNA television champion is Robbie E. And in Ring of Honor, the current world champion is Davey Richards. The world tag champs in Ring of Honor, would you like to take a guess? Uh, Briscoes. Briscoes. 
<laughs> They're on reign number seven at this point. And the world television champion is Jay Lethal. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong here, but and I because you said Rude was the champion for, for Impact yeah. and Ares was the X Division. Is this the first year of the cashing in the X Division championship? Yeah, this would be the first year. Oh, why am I talking about that instead of this rumble coming up? <laughs> no, I'm already making plans to somehow transition this show into an AEW show. The, the gears are already working. Um, okay. It's kind of so, hard to do let's... when they have nothing to show for it. They're a t-shirt company at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm already more hyped about that than most of the things going on, but moving forward... Uh, Royal Rumble 2012, let's get to some of the basics here in that. So the announcers are Jerry Lawler, Michael Cole, Booker T, 90-second intervals. Mm -hmm. Managers are allowed, mm -hmm. they, again, a, a rule that they will constantly go back and forth with yes. throughout the years. Um, and again, just like 2013 to me, the Rumble seems like an afterthought and ironically for the same reason. Because of Cena versus Rock, do you agree or disagree, both of you? Uh, yes. Um, <clears throat> if, if you're not sure, I look at it this way: if you're not sure if the Rumble that you just witnessed was an afterthought, take a look at how the match is treated <clears throat> heading into WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. um, we can get into the winner of that match later, but I don't even remember uh, what place on the card he had at that WrestleMania, and it certainly wasn't anything to write home about. Right. All right, and then here's the interesting wording. I'm curious, especially Bill, if you caught this. Every WWE superstar eligi is eligible for the Royal Rumble for the first time ever. Yeah, that's actually my first note. So go into your thoughts on that. I found that very weird because I always thought that, you know... Everyone was eligible to at least be a participant. You know, not. I know some couldn't do it because they had a match or whatever. But I, I always thought if you're on the roster, you have a shot to be eligible. <clears throat> Here, it's just everyone is eligible. It doesn't matter if you're a jobber or if you're a former world champ. You could be a part of it. Now. I don't think there was any kind of pre-match promos or anything done here, unless and either of you two have something mm -mm. for that. Not that I saw. No. Okay. Like the you mean like the staring at the camera, like I'm gonna win the Royal Rumble and go right. on to WrestleMania. No, I don't <laughs> think they did that. Okay. Do you have any notes that uh, before we get in <laughs> into the actual match that we that that has anything to do with this Royal Rumble match before we get into it? No. I, I took notes from bell to bell. That's what I got. Ready right. to go. All right. So, with 90 seconds, that means our intervals are how long, Bill? Seven, I always forget this. Seven and a half minutes. All right. Um, so, before we start, though, I do want to mention that we begin with... Well, not begin, because it's technically before the match. There's a guy holding a sign, and he looks like the most bored fan I've ever seen with a sign that says it's time to rumble. You be more bored than that kid from the first rumble. Yeah, I forgot about him. Although that, yeah. one was, although he was more confused than bored. He, yeah, he was kind of like, 
what the hell is this match? Um, no, this guy's more bored because he had enough time to, he had enough energy to raise the sign. Because mm-hmm. he's actually, you know, he's holding it up high. But if you look at him, he's like, why am I even here? Mm-hmm. So my question is, do you think it's a plant? If it's a plant, it's the worst plant in the history of the business. Because they, if you're a plant, they either pay you or they pay you in the ticket, and you're supposed to be excited. Was he wearing? Um, was he wearing any merchandise? I'll be honest with you, I don't remember. I was too focused on his face and the sign. Yeah, it's you know it's the face more. You look at him, he's just like, yep. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, may as well go to the show. All right. Well, of all the wrestling shows I've been to, this is one of them. <laughs> so let's go in. Who are the first entrants? All right, let's get the clock going. Entries one through five. One, The Miz. Two, Alex Riley. Three, R-Truth. Four, Cody <laughs> Rhodes. And five, Justin Gabriel. I have, during this segment, eliminated Alex Riley. And I only have two notes for this, and then I'm done. That shows you how little I have for this segment. Um, I said The Miz says some shit, and then everyone knew that The Miz was number one because they probably saw his inflatable had to be set up. No, part of that was, I think, in the promo, he mentioned how everyone was laughing at him. Yes, because of the inflatable and everything. But um, I think they did some kind of thing where he lost a match and he was forced to be number one or something like that. Is that true? Yeah, they they mentioned it. I did not remember that match at all happening. So I'm only inferring that from how The Miz said uh, everyone was laughing at him all day because he had to be number one. So um, that's supposed to be implied as a secret to everyone. Mm -hmm. So I believe I didn't go back and watch any of the old Raws or anything, but I believe that would imply that Miz had to lose a stipulation where he was number one. I don't remember any of that. Bill, do you have any? Because, I mean, Bill, you're usually on top of things when it comes to qualifiers and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Um, no, I honestly don't remember that match. I Because re- I remember Truth and Miz were a team, and they main evented that Survivor Series in the Garden, and then... Miz beat up R-Truth, and then R-Truth came back, and they had, like, a little... I mean, literally a little rivalry. And then I guess this match happened, and then whoever lost was number one. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Rowdy Ross is making stuff in his head that isn't there. Alright, from the Bleacher Report, January 30th, 2012. When it was announced on last week's episode of Monday Night Raw that The Miz, due to losing his stipulation match with R-Truth, would be the number one contender in the Royal Rumble, number one competitor in the Royal Rumble events, rather than predicting doom and gloom, most saw it as a sign that he was going to go very far in the match. All right, well, okay, so Rowdy Ross is right, and WWE's dumb, because why wouldn't you, like, be promoting that through, through the night? Like, you would think when they know someone has a number ahead of time, usually they at least mention it, and I did, I mean, maybe it was a passing comment, but I feel like other things, other situations where we knew a number, I knew because announcers would mention it throughout that night. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, a very, in my opinion, a very bad job on their part. Uh, and, Bill, and are you, 
And what's worse, I was going to say, what's worse about that is what I just read said he lost the stipulation match to R-Truth, and R-Truth came out right after him anyway. (laughs) That was dumb booking. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. Bill, what do you have for this, if anything? Because I'm already done on this set. I have heel Cole, oh God, because we're in the the heel Michael Cole era, Mm -hmm. which is the absolute worst era for commentary I've ever heard. Like, I just want to, you know, take something, put it in my ears and make myself deaf for this. Um, When Cody came out, I wrote, where's his title? I mean, you're the Intercontinental Champ. Where's your title? You're not going to represent yourself? Do wrestlers come out with their titles now that I'm thinking about it? Swagger Swagger did this event. Yeah, like sometimes they do. Not Hmm. all the time, but sometimes. I wonder what the, uh, the rationale on that is. It's weird. And the title was too pretty. Uh-huh. I guess. And my final note, because I didn't have a lot for this first segment. I wrote about Justin Gabriel. He looks like he could be in a boy band. It's true. I agree with that. Bill, can I ask you this? Is this maybe not... Uh, my instincts want to say this is the least we had to say about a five-person ever. It's <laughs> very well bite. But I'm trying to think if there was another case where I didn't really have much for anything for a five-person thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, Russ, you have, while Bill thinks, do you have anything else to add to the segment? Well, I kind of had an idea of doing, like, a where are they now for everyone in the five chunk. Um, I don't know how much time we have left. but <laughs> Not that much. We got okay. Three. But and it might... And it might uh, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna fade in for every person on this rumble. No, well, because at one because at one point we have to go and talk about the rest of the card real quick. Right? No, I know. Um, uh, Miz is still around. You know, our truth is still around. Alex Riley. He doesn't wrestle anymore. Anywhere. Last I saw him, he was in season one of Glow. The TV show. Um, yeah, he he had a very bit part, maybe one or two episodes, <laughs> season one of Glow. Um, uh, as well as Carlito and Chavo, I think we're in season one. I might be mixing those. Them. Those, those definitely. I didn't remember Riley though. Riley was in it. He was like, um, he played some kind of like biker gimmick, but he was a professional wrestler that they went to for advice. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I believe Justin Gabriel uh, just recently, you know, I guess within the past couple weeks, uh, signed with Ring of Honor. So PJ Black uh, is now a contracted wrestler to Ring of Honor. All right. What does it go by now? The Darewolf? Or whatever yeah, that that sounds, that is? yeah, that sounds right. And uh, whatever happened to that young Cody Rhodes kid? <laughs> um, he's he's selling t-shirts out of Jacksonville, Florida. Aw. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm going to watch it if they have like a TV show. Fine. But all the fans that are like... You're not going to watch it? You're, gonna not, you're not going to watch the Vegas show? Um, I'll figure out a way to watch it, but I'm saying... I'm 100% watching that. When oh, yeah, they yeah, get, yeah. like, a regular TV show, I mean, like, I'll watch it, I'll give it a shot, but all the all the fans that online are like, ooh, Dean Ambrose wants to leave, clearly he's going to AEW. There's no evidence of that. No. I don't want Dean Ambrose to go... I don't want Dean Ambrose to go to AEW, to be fair. Hey, um, make a hardcore division, he'd fit right in. They should have a hardcore division. That's something that's really missed from wrestling. Not even just the division, just, like, Matt and hardcore matches like right and do 24 7 and put it on being the elite no 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 not the 24 7 rule though although that could work for some other promotion i don't i think they should have legit like hardcore matches like 
what actual I don't know. Like I, like I said, I don't think you could. I don't think Elite should do that, but someone else should do the twenty four seven thing. Yeah, I mean, if only you had your own network that you could cut in a match whenever. Maybe like no, MLW. Maybe like MLW. Have them do it. I feel like they would be. That would be a good thing for them to have. How little that this. All right, and that's the timer. Uh, now we go to six through ten. Six, Primo. Seven, McFoley. Eight, Ricardo Rodriguez. Nine, Santino Morella. And ten, Epico. And during this segment, I have eliminated our truth Primo, Gabriel, Ricardo, Epico, Santino, and Foley. So a lot of people in this one segment compared to the. Uh, the last one where there was only one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get Rowdy Ross to start off with this the discussion on this one. Uh, this whole segment was pretty much the goof-off segment. Um, and the second uh, Foley came out, and then what was the order? Foley, then Ricardo, then Santino. Yeah. As they went on, I'm like, all right, I remember this. And I believe I was even over your house, uh, James, when this happened. And it was... Um, I laughed, but looking back on it, it was, it's too ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy Ricardo's little hoopty entrance, uh, parodying, uh, Del Rio's whole gimmick, but the, the, the Sacco and the Snake, uh, test of strength, I don't even know how to describe that. <laughs> that, that was, I like some goofy stuff in wrestling that was slightly over the bar of what I tolerate. I have a question. At this point, can we now say that Mick Foley has come out of retirement more than Terry Funk? Um, debatable. Uh, I, I think know. I think Foley can make a run for it at the very least. Possibly. Uh, yeah, I'd be maybe. We'd have to go back and check uh, check some old WCW tapes to to see Funk's retirements and uh, Jesus and. We'd have to go back and, and study videotape and, and, and like read Wikipedia entries to see how many times Terry Funk's promised to retire. Because I think even at least 2017, he did some kind of like referee gig. So wow, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Something recent in the last couple of years. But how he's, how he's still able to walk, I don't understand. So I have a quote here from one of the announcers. And... All right, here it is. I wish I wrote down who it was. I I didn't, though. I wish he would have bang-banged himself. Yeah, Michael Cole said that. I had that exact quote. <laughs> uh, my first two thoughts came to me is the song Mr. Bang Bang, because it's a great song. It is. And the second one was that song Bang Bang Into Your Room um, from, okay, let's see, who is it? Uh, Ariana Grande, Nicki Minaj... And Jesse J. Jesse, yes, Jesse J. Yes. Um, I don't remember the name of that. Actually, funny you should say that. Um, Cactus Jack. He said he did the Bang Bang from a B fifty two song. Oh yeah, because I think the Love Shack. Because there's like a point yes. in there where it go Bang Bang. Yes, and that's where he. That's why he did it. Because that was in his head for some fucking reason. It also made me interested that so. When Cactus Jack used to do Bang Bang and 
all that, like, you know, it's fine and all that. And then, but like, when I recently heard the song of Bang Bang with Ariana Grande, I'm, uh, I had originally said, like, is this about them having sex all over the place? And it occurred to me, wow, the two meanings are very, very different. That song, though, that has a very significant meaning for now. That's what I call podcasting, because that's what I started thinking of doing that show after hearing the Bang Bang song. So kind of tying two things together for my other show. So, uh, the, so the other show was brought upon you realizing how dirty some pop music lyrics actually are? It was that... <laughs> That's part of it, but also, like, how does this make it on a compilation? And then how do you censor things? Why are, they, why are certain things censored and certain things aren't? A, a whole lot of thoughts when I heard that, and when I heard that it was on a Now album. You so. realize how exciting this Royal Rumble is? We're talking about <laughs> pop music. Well, we also talked about AEW for the last segment, too, so yeah. like, that's true. So yeah, Cobra versus Sako may be the worst thing I've seen on this podcast. Let's just get to that too. Oh, uh, I, I want to point out Ricardo's entrance because if you looked at his car, there is a rag in the gas. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. What, what, what's, I, I, I saw the duct tape on the side view mirror, which right. I've actually had to do to my car. Um, but the the uh, the rag or the, the bandana sticking was weird. And then I wrote, Ricardo is a cosplayer. Who's he cosplaying as? Alberto Del Rio. Oh, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's like, is perpetually, like he is a ring announcer. He was a cosplayer. I think it was more of a parody. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it was. It was. And what that, I, I also wrote down that rolling move that he and Santino did. Um, there was some kind of thing where uh, Santino was working over Ricardo in the corner, and then Santino laid down in front of him, grabbed Ricardo's ankles, Ricardo grabbed Santino's ankles and they like rolled from one corner across the ring to the next and Ricardo got sent into the corner. It was just some hokey old like Memphis spot that you'd probably have kids laughing at in 1982, but they did it in the 2012 Royal Rumble. You're right. I agree. Um, And also the other thing that annoyed me about this is that apparently – this is Mick Foley's last WWE match. This is the last thing that he's done. Wow. Terrible. Unless was, one of you two can think of one he's had after that. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. When was the whole Santa Claus thing? Though that's not really a match. He just came out and attacked El Rio. Uh, that was at the end of this year. Or, or, okay, it was Christmas 2012. Yeah, because right, he wasn't in a match, but... Right. Still one of my favorite raw moments of all time. So hey, he had to do. He he had to he had to come back for the revenge. But uh, yeah, I was thinking about it. Has he done a rumble since then? But uh, thinking about it, you you guys covered 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's done anything since. Even though he's lost a significant amount of weight, his knees probably would be able to take something similar to what he did with 2012. But probably for the best that he doesn't. So, Bill, what else do you have for this? Uh, I wrote that Primo has been here this long in the company. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, and I also joked how Meltzer gave Sacco and the Cobra nine stars, and when Santino and Mick got eliminated, it was the day the comedy died. Unfortunately, it wasn't. But 
the fact wait Meltzer gave the the sock and the cobra nine stars that's higher than Kenny Omega's ever I'm, got I'm very disappointed in Meltzer six, seven, six. All right, so now we go to 11 through 15. 11, Kofi Kingston. 12, Jerry Lawler. 13, Ezekiel Jackson. 14, Jinder Mahal. And 15, The Great Khali. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Lawler, Ezekiel, and Mahal. I'll start this one off, and of course I groaned at when Lawler was going in. And I agree with Cole about Lawler stealing a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only the beginning of your pain, though. <laughs> no announcer should be in the Rumble, which is something I believe Michael Cole said. Yep, remember that for later, folks. Then I have here as a note, Kali and Jinder are brother-in-laws, question mark? I remember and that. Now, is that, that's not, obviously, I don't think that's real, no. but even in a story that happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, and I think it relates to Runjin Singh. The uh, the manager of the great Kali, I think that was the tie-in or, or something yeah, to that effect. That was a weird tie-in. Yeah, um, which also uh, ties back into uh, James. You probably didn't pay attention to this, but when Jinder was WWE champion, he had a Punjabi prison match against Randy Orton, God. and the great Kali came out, and this was 2018. The great Kali came out and helped Jinder Mahal win. Even after everything that Kali had done for the last like five years before, he was a good guy, but he came out and helped Jinder just for a one-off appearance randomly. And that was it. Never seen from again. I mean, I guess I'm just surprised the Punjabi prison came back. Oh, that was one of the worst matches I've ever seen. Everyone which, was surprised. Which Punjabi prison match was worse? The, the, Since the, I didn't see it, I can't give an opinion. The, the one that Ross just mentioned. Orton and really? Hall. Oh, my God. It was terrible. Ross, do you agree? Um, I don't remember. What was it? Batista versus... And it wound up being Batista Big Show because Kali was... <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> So just on that basis, I think you should say it was Batista Big Show was worse because Kali got pulled. That's funny. I forgot all about that. That they elevated the gimmick for him, and then he's not even in the match. Elevated liver enzymes. Like they had the kennel from hell, and Boss Man wasn't in the match. Doesn't make any sense. Or the dogs weren't vicious. Oh wait, that actually happened. Bill, what do you? What else you got? Okay. When Kofi comes out, Booker T goes into <laughs> excuse me. He goes into some Jamaican accent where I can't understand shit. And I think she said at one point Kofi is smoking the weed. <laughs> I, didn't catch, I didn't catch that, but I, I caught like look at the kid go in weird Jamaican like Booker's obviously not good at uh, accents. Look at his King Booker uh, run. <laughs> well, I mean, King. Okay, King Booker. I, I was fine with. I could under. I could understand what he was saying. Here, he's like, oh, here come Kofi. You're all you gotta go and then gotta go boom, 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 and he gotta vote yours, me. Boom, boom, boom. Like, your sound. Your sound Asian. I don't know what's happening. I don't. Uh, and James then, is dying. And then Booker T. <laughs> congratulates Jerry Lawler for how he was in there. And I wrote, 
Booker probably thinks Lawler was in there for a half hour. Maybe. Um, uh, I, I have a, a little note that's more personal. Um, in the in the world of independent wrestling, people might lie and, and uh, teachers might lie and say, yeah, I've trained this guy, trained that guy. Um, the man that trained me up in East Coast Professional Wrestling claims that uh, at one point he trained and worked with Ezekiel Jackson. So that that's another six degrees of separation for me and uh, a former ECW world champion. But is that something that you would want to praise to your... Not really. I Not trained really. Ezekiel Jackson. His, his true uh, claim to fame in training is little Guido Nunzio. Okay, now there... Okay, there's a... That's a good one. Uh, <sighs> You're making me crazy, Kofi. Oh, God. <laughs> God. This is why Kofi Kingston was still good. I really love. Uh, I think I said that in 2013 as well. Like I really, but I don't know. Is this when did he? The when did he drop? When did they drop all of that? I guess it was after this, wasn't it? The, like, the accent, like troubling. Yeah. The accent was gone by this point because because um, Triple H killed it, of course. Yeah. Yeah, um, the accent was gone, but he still did the whole thing. He, none of the music changed. His pyro was still there until they got rid of all that. Um, but yeah, everything was the same for him. He just dropped the accent. Um, everything was the same with him until he joined New Day. Well, except for the fact that I guess the, I'm surprised the announcers are still mentioning that after them dropping it. Mm-hmm. Well, Booker Booker went off on it, and Cole's like, uh, he's not Jamaican. He's from Ghana, West Africa. So that uh, was kind of like... Oh, so cool. Okay, so someone yeah. in the back was probably like, yeah. Shut him up, shut him up, shut him up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, for the next segment, I think we're going to go and look at the rest of the uh, the card, by the way. Yeah. At, also, in this point, I just wrote, I need subtitles for Booker. I just do. I could not understand half the stuff he was saying during the match. And, Bill, I have to say, I really enjoyed your Booker... T trying to do an impression of someone. I think that's what the show needs, more impre- impressions. Well, we got 90 seconds till the next segment. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Russ, give him an impression real quick, unless you have something significant. Um, I, I don't have anything. Uh, the only significant thing I can point out is how much thinner Jinder Mahal looked. I, yeah, I had that too. Yeah. It's, it's funny what a diet and exercise can do for you. And I'm stalling because I don't do accents or impressions. Although no one asked you to. I was asking Bill to do one. Oh. Okay. Um, let me think. Yeah, do the great Kali. There you go. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's going to go on for the next three minutes until the buzzer's sound. No, Bill, well, as the great Kali, tell me how Thanksgiving was with... Uh, Ginger Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did really well. Uh, I held my own table because I ate everything. And <clears throat> everyone in the family had to eat the rest of the leftovers from my Thanksgiving dinner. That's where I figured you would have finished it yourself. Well, you know, being seven foot tall and weighing, I don't know. He how was never that tall. understandable. Oh, God. All right, now we go to 16 through 20. 
16 Hunico, 17 Booker T, 18 Dolph Ziggler, 19 Jim Duggan, and 20 Michael Cole. All right, and I have during this segment Duggan, Kali, and Booker eliminated. Um, I'm more okay with Booker being in this match than Lawler. Oh, yeah. And I have a question because... So, all right, and Bill, this goes back to our thinking of old episodes. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. So, Dolph Ziggler's in this, who was in the championship match earlier. Right. So, if Punk would have lost, would he have been number 18? Or are you going to tell me they wait until that match happens, and then they, so they draw all the numbers except for, like, two, Mm -hmm. waiting for that match to happen? Ooh. It's possible, Maybe. and there, there, there is a precedent set more recently, um, because uh, didn't Roman a couple years ago? Roman Reigns lose? Was he champion and lost the belt and entered the Rumble, or did he pull the Ziggler, lose a match as the challenger and enter the Rumble? But he had a title match, one Rumble a couple years ago, and he. I get that, that's not just for one. There's a, a couple, I believe, that that happens to. Right. I guess right. my thing, my in fact, it might have happened on 2013 as well. I, I might be misremembering, but I feel like maybe something happened on 2013. But I guess my question here is, I mean, it seems like uh, I don't understand the patterns. Um, Hunico's partner stays at ringside. Mm-hmm. Glad to see Duggan. He's probably the only person I feel that fits that whole... Um, anyone can be in this? Yeah. Well, they said that, and it kind of telegraphs, now that we know what's going on, it telegraphs all three announcers being in it. I just, you know what, I'll go more to it later, but, I, because, I, no, I'm going to save that for later. Uh, Bill, do you have anything? Do you want me, do you want to go talk about the rest of the card? Um, I, I wrote... I just, I, I'm just going to bring up a couple things. One, Hunico and Camacho, they have Pee Wee Herman's bike. <laughs> Not racist at all, by the way. No, I, I was referring to the bike. So, no, know. I know. Uh, <laughs> the, I meant the gimmick. Right. Oh, no, the gimmick was very <laughs> racist. Oh, don't give, yeah, that was very racist. Um, the fan in the front row, his reaction to when Michael Cole enters the Royal Rumble is hilarious. Like, he, he's sitting right behind him, and Cole's taking his stuff off, and he's like, oh, God, come on! <laughs> it's just fantastic. I also noticed um, with uh, with Booker, he didn't take off any pants. He stood up, he had his gear yeah. on. Like, he had, no, <laughs> he had no dress pants on that he pulled off. So... <laughs> What was he working on them the entire show, or like like from number one? Was he like slowly easing his pants off, or was he just not wearing pants? And anyone that saw him, like saw his legs stick out, pretty much knew what was going on. And my last note for this segment: Will the Spanish announce team enter the Royal Rumble? They should have. They should have. <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna have a whole the whole American team. Um, you got food, like, especially now they have the whole row of internationals. They should get like Funaki in there one time. <laughs> they should. Uh, uh, okay. So let's talk about the rest of the card okay, real quick. The rest of the card. Uh, there was a dark match. Yoshi Tatsu defeated Heath Slater. Then Yoshi- to the main show, 
Daniel Bryan defeated Big Show and Mark Henry in a steel cage match to stay the World Heavyweight Champion. The Bella Twins, Beth Phoenix and Natalia defeated Alicia Fox, Eve Torres, Kelly Kelly, and Tamina Snuka. This is in how what, far in, we in what? Love. In, in what, three and a half minutes? Uh, five and a half. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Kane and John Cena went to a double countout. Brodus Clay defeated Drew McIntyre in 65 seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> and CM Punk successfully defended the WWE title against Dolph Ziggler. John Laurinaitis was a special guest referee outside of the ring. Right. Uh, also, I have a note here about Kofi's handstand. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you had that. <clears throat> I was wondering, is this the first <clears throat> one of his yearly... Um, I believe it is. I believe that is the first Kofi save. Mm, I don't. I wouldn't. I. I don't think it happens in 2010, but I think it might happen in 2011. So we'll. I, we didn't get there yet. So right. We'll find out, obviously. Oh yeah, we'll definitely find out. But and then also because we still have two minutes, I love how Lawler is like. Booker, you did a great job in there. Oh, my gosh. And I wrote the exact same note. Lawler thinks Booker was in the match for a half hour. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then them on commentary when Michael Cole comes into the match is just... But it goes back to the first note that you mentioned, Jim. Everybody is eligible. Mm -hmm. So... I guess even ring announcers or people who have had a match could be a participant. Yeah, so Justin Justin Roberts could have jumped in there if he if he was if he was inclined. Lillian Garcia yeah. could have. Sure. Um, dialing back to the Kofi thing, uh, WWE put out a a compilation. It starts with 2012. All right. Well, this is so. If there's anything, if there's nothing else from this show, that's significant it's that the kofi save streak starts on this show which i did not know going into this uh episode and if if i can add something from this year's rumble 2019 uh kofi's gear featured comic book images of all of those saves and they did mention that in the commentary i did catch that i didn't see it i'd have to rewatch it again but they did mention it which is bad because you know Kofi didn't do his saves very well at all this year. But you guys can get there when you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill, do you have anything else, or Russ, do you have anything else? Um, I I think sometimes Vince McMahon likes humiliating Michael Cole, <laughs> especially with the way he looks in a singlet. Oh my god! Um, and and I remember seeing some articles. I don't remember anything. Never mind. All right. Now we go to 21 through 25. 21, Karma. 22, Sheamus. 23, Road Dog. 24, Jay Uso. And 25, Jack Swagger. And during this segment, I have eliminated Cole, Epico, Karma, and Kingston. Uh, this time we'll start with Bill with the discussion. Um, Karma was a nice surprise to this match. And the way they eliminated Cole was really funny. 
And then I think at one point, one of the announcers said, it is impossible to eliminate karma. So I'm like, eliminating karma is impossible? Thank you. I have that. And then when Road Dog came out, because Michael Cole throughout this match had been making jokes about some of the older wrestlers like Foley and Lawler and Duggan, and he's like, or I'm like, no AARP joke for the Road Dog. Mm, good point. Um, I, I have to piggyback on that, what you said with Karma's, because I did have the exact quote of here. Dolph Ziggler did the impossible. I was like, what? Yeah. How, why? Why is that impossible? And I thought the Karma thing was absolutely stupid. Like, what was the point? No, great. What was the point of Michael Cole, first off, mm-hmm. obviously? But then what's the point of having him in there so Karma can eliminate him? It doesn't make any sense to me. And also, actually, didn't Lawler and Booker T have a hand in eliminating Cole? Yeah. Yes. Cole climbed over the top rope and kind of just wanted Karma to leave him alone. But then Lawler and Booker got off the desk and yanked Cole's feet out and dropped him. So, yeah. So we still continue with the idea that people that aren't actually in the match are can eliminate any you know people in the rumble and that's been for a while what i am continuously interested in finding out is like you know people like kane Shawn michaels and the undertaker do their numbers actually add up to what wwe is saying that's true because i feel like you that wouldn't be counted though because you're not an active participant in the match mm-hmm. yeah or like like, if you eliminate yourself, does that count as... You eliminate you? Yeah. That's a good point. So does Drew Carey have one elimination exactly. on his record book? If we go by the fact that anyone can eliminate anyone, I would say yes. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see when we get to that episode. God, this match, meaning the Royal Rumble match, is it, it had more inconsistencies than I thought than we... Than it, than I thought... Since we started this. Mm-hmm. But it's still so fun sometimes. Oh, it, it is fun. Sometimes. Sometimes is the case. It, it depends on the year, I think. It also depends on... No, I think it de- for me now, it depends on what happens. Because I feel like every... Almost every Rumble has me questioning something they did before in regards to the rules. Mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can only imagine some of the stuff you'd say about the 2019 Rumbles, men and women. Well, I can tell you right now, the 2019 bought a new bullshit thing on there for the women's, which we'll get to that one day. Um, Ross, what else do you have for this? Uh, we are in the Karma and Sheamus. Uh, Road Dog was a lot better than I thought he would be, uh, but I guess, when when was his time in TNA? Was it before this or after this? Before. Before, before this. Okay, so he was still... He wasn't that long out of the out of the ring, I guess. But yeah, uh, but he he still looked pretty good. Um, happy for the Usos to see how far they've come. Well, the one, the other one was dressed in his casual clothes, didn't get to wrestle. Um, and I distinctly remember uh, Jack Swagger being your personal pick to win the mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a great Swagger Rudolph moment. I don't know if either of you caught this. Swag, yes, I know. You got, you have this, don't you? Okay, 
where Swagger goes to attack the road dog, and the road dog goes, hey, 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 like it backing off. It's and it works. Like, okay, he accepts it. It works, and Swagger does not attack. <laughs> yeah, Swagger's just bowling over everyone, clothesline, clothesline, whatever. Turns, makes eye contact with Road Dog. Road Dog's just, nope. He just backs up. Well, no, uh, Road Dog said the very important, hey, 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 hey. It's, it's like, you know, you know, it's it's like swiper no swiping. It just works. Can we give Road Dog credit? Because his strategy in previous Royal Rumbles that we've reviewed have been really good. Like 2000, he was like putting himself under the bottom rope and oh, into the corner. Under the bottom rope. Yeah. I mean, he's got good strategy. He does. It's just mm-hmm. a shame he doesn't win it. Russ, what about you? What about anything else you have down here? I, I was always a big fan of Road Dog. Um, Karma, I think, if I, if, if I read other comments elsewhere, um, did she ever have an official match in WWE? Because this may be her only match. I want to say she did, but me I too. Really I so, all right, so that's someone must have been misinformed on the internet, which is such, which is so uncharacteristic. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we talk about that. The internet, because I've heard uh, about that coming up real soon. Well, at the very least, I can see her having a match on a house show. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, let me check real quick. Um, Seamus, um, he just, you know, murdered everyone that he saw. Um, mm. Road Dog, I was always a fan of his. I even had one of his shirts uh, as a teenager. Um, so I was happy to see him. Surprised. Um, not surprised that they took the word ass out of his entrance music. <laughs> Still to this day. Um Usos look a million times better today than they did back then. And Swagger... Uh, hey, Russ, why don't you, why don't you give us a, the opening of the Road Dog song? Hmm. Oh, you didn't know. You better call somebody. Come on, with some, with some excitement in your goddamn voice. I just got over a cold, so my <laughs> yeah. voice isn't that strong. Oh, my God. Okay. And um, Swagger always looks like a goof. Still looks like a goof. Um, and, uh, but I'm oh, that's happy. That's what he had his good. Oh, sorry. Good. And I was going to say, uh, I'm happy he won his MMA debut, debut, uh, earlier this year. Oh yeah. Good job on Swagger. Yeah. He was pretty dominant from what I had heard. Like less than two minutes in the first round. Good for him. And, uh, and he had our truth doing his entrance music. Yeah. Right, and now we go to our final five. 26, Wade Barrett. 27, David Otunga. 28, Randy Orton. 29, Chris Jericho. And 30, Big Show. And as we make our way to the final four, we have eliminated Road Dog, uh, Uso, Barrett, Otunga, Swagger, Rhodes, Miz, and Ziggler. Um, Bill, Otunga, is he really 20 now in court? Uh... I don't know. I, I would love to know that if he is. But I did write that he is the greatest lawyer of all time, if that is true. Um, I believe Clarence Mason would like a word with you. <laughs> now, okay, now this is where the internet thing comes into because Cole plugs an article that .com, WWE.com, had done about David Otunga and how he's 20 and 0, and they're questioning him. And Michael Cole is like, it's the truth. 
it's you know it's up there it's for real which basically for me says michael cole is thinking anything on the internet is the truth hmm he always complains about the internet doesn't he yeah yeah when he was uh when he was dogging daniel bryan uh, at first, like on NXT, it's like who gives a shit about the internet stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then Booker T made a weird comment um, during this part, where entering at number thirty is a strategy. How Clearly. how in the world is entering at number thirty a strategy? To tie into that. Big Show must have the best strategy ever because if you guys went back in your notes, because I don't have the notes for all the other ones, uh, I would venture a guess that Big Show has the most 30 entrants. I want it. Hmm. 2001, I think he was. Here, I think he was. There has to be at least two other ones where he is number 30. And a huge disappointment to everybody. I (laughs) I know Undertaker has been number 30 at least two times. Uh yeah, ninety seven and I think oh seven. Yeah, that that. Why I remember that I don't know, but I can't remember Big Show. That should be that should be another thing for the numbers video they do next year, Jim. The uh, who's who's been at thirty? No, be, you know they won't because they want to push that bullshit of uh, the high. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> damn the high the higher, higher, higher number being w- easier to win. Mm-hmm. Right, right, which is well, I mean. Definitely then, 30 is the bullshit one. But like, then they turn around and say, as many people have won from 30 as they have from number one, which like, I believe is still true. Like that in the, uh, if you're big, you have a better chance of winning are the two probably biggest bullshit things that they try to push on Oh, people. and they mentioned that in the video, in, in this video for the 2012 Rumble, where it's like, the average or the combined weight of all the competitors is 400,000 pounds, which is the equivalent to 22 big shows. I'm like, what? Do I really need to? I wish I could test it out. I just don't have the patience to <laughs> check everyone's weight and then, like, also. But the problem, the problem is, it's been stated before, like, through various means, that WWE weights aren't accurate anyway. You know, they'll put on a couple of pounds here and there, I'm sure. A couple of pounds have been taken off to maybe make cruiserweight status. Mm-hmm. So it's, got, it's it's impossible to figure that one out. Yeah, because you have guys today, like, they say, I think they announced Daniel Bryan at 210. No way in hell. Finn Balor they have over cruiserweight limit. No way in hell. Um, yeah, they definitely, they definitely sweeten up some of the weights to put them wherever they want them. Mm-hmm. Um uh, when has that big guy thing ever been true? Yokozuna in 93. That's it. That's, that's probably it. it. That and John Studd, but that's really it. I forgot about John Studd. So, okay, twice. That's fair. Um, Wade Barrett comes comes out looking like he's ready to be uh, the main guy on The Bachelor. That's true. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even... I, I didn't even make that connection because I don't watch The Bachelor and I don't care. Um, I, I, I joked because he had so many different theme songs. I said this was like the sixth version of his 13th song or something. <laughs> I don't think I could even name you one. The, when he was in the core, they went through like four or five variations of a song. He had the NXT song and the um, the final when he was doing like the Bad News Barrett song probably went through like two or three variations um 
but it was it's just weird not many people go through that many theme song variations until they settle on the normal one his they couldn't figure anything out for him i'm gonna pull this up real quick cfo dollar sign is doing a terrible job but we already knew this already i don't mind most of his songs i hate almost i hate almost all of them and you know i don't want to um i don't want to go too deep into this but the setting of this past 2019 royal rumble um because like you it was a different setting because of how they they were in the baseball stadium or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Right. The one thing that occurred to me more was how terrible the themes were, because in some cases you didn't see the video screen right away. So like you, the first thing you heard when each person came out were the themes. I was like, right. It, These unless, are unless all you're not, terrible. Unless you're not watching regularly, you kind of they're not distinct enough to kind of know who's coming out and stuff. I'm gonna, the one thing, especially the NXT people. The one thing I will defend CFO dollar sign is the fact that it's hard to do a theme song for someone when there's like no real characters or distinctions between at least 80 or 90 percent of the roster. So in that aspect, I guess I would be like, yeah, if it was me, I kind of wouldn't know what to do. Um, I have yeah. a list of some of his songs. That yeah. he's come out with. I think if we if we if I'm mistaken, I think I like two that we found so far. Wade Barrett has come out to, and you can listen to these on... Oh, I thought you meant CFO Dallas, so I thought you had his whole discography. Oh, no, no, I meant Wade Barrett. <laughs> uh, we have End of Days, Rebel Sun, uh, Just Don't Care Anymore. That's my personal favorite. Uh, that's the one he had That's the one he had for 2012, I think. Yeah. They also have version 5 and 6 of End <laughs> of Days. Uh... Also, the NXT theme song. And that's really it. Really? Mm-hmm. That I, I could find. Um, Otunga, I don't know why he was ever a thing. He was never even really that good. Well, uh, because... He, he, looks, was... he looks, you know, he's obviously in good shape, whether or not that's natural, whatever. Um, Orton stopped caring years ago, and maybe you'll get a good match out of him every so often, but he's just there. <laughs> Um, Jericho, I feel like he should have won, but we'll get there. Right. You would do the, you do the final four separately, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So, sorry. Spoiled. No, it's all right. All right. It's all right. Um, do either of you two have anything? And uh, this is also your chance to go back on any section of the Royal Rumble that maybe you had a note that you missed due to time. Is there anything else either of you two have to add? Uh, let me check real quick. Quick. Um, While you guys look at that, I will point out that Jericho's entrance left the arena very hazy. Okay. No, like there was a lot of smoke oh, or something. Yeah, there like, was. Did, yeah, they did the pyro form, right? Yeah, yeah they did. Uh, I guess my only one other note I want to mention Michael Cole hates <laughs> everyone in the match except for Miz and Jim Duggan. Hmm. He, wait, that's a weird. Wait, why, why Duggan? Because he was like, it's Jim Duggan, the first winner of the Royal Rumble. You can't have the 25th Rumble without him. Go get him. <laughs> and then he gets eliminated and he's like, yeah, go back to the retirement home. Wow. Yeah, Michael Cole's a real patriot. Yeah. Uh, okay, do you, uh, Russell, are you good too or no? I'm, I'm always good. Oh, wait a minute. Here's a good note. Why Big Show and why not Mark Henry? 
Wasn't Mark uh, Henry beaten up in that? Like he got beat up in that match. Um, Big Show didn't. Right. I, I don't remember. Ross, would you like to that chime was in? A cage match. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a reason why they would pick Big Show over Mark Henry. Um, maybe because he's what? I was gonna say, except for the regular Royal Rumble inconsistency bullshit that they pull. Yes. Precisely. All right, final four. Sheamus versus Jericho versus Orton versus Big Show. Orton eliminates Big Show. Jericho eliminates Orton. We're down to Sheamus versus Jericho. And Sheamus wins. And we follow the win with a woman holding a sign saying, I love Sheamus first. (laughs) It's like she had to pick her favorite son and she picked Sheamus first. Yep. There she is, jumping up and down for Sheamus with her sign. So don't remember. So everyone that likes Sheamus, don't forget, she's the one that loved him first. Yep, exactly. All your other love is bullshit. She loved him first. Uh, okay, so let's get to you now where what happened, to Sheamus? Did she, did did he accomplish the dream? Did they say what they were going? What the winner's supposed to get come true? Was that even a real sentence? Uh, <laughs> not really sure about the situation. Um, he would get a championship match at WrestleMania. He would challenge Daniel Bryan for the world champion, world heavyweight championship at WrestleMania. Oh God, that's this one. I forgot. Oh my God, I blacked it out. Match. So not the main event. Not even close to the main event. Actually, quite the opposite of the main event. Right. As far opposite of the main event as you can be. Right. Now, I wanted to mention um, two things real quick. One note that I had was Jericho tried to pin Sheamus. And I wrote, didn't he learn from Savage? Right. I was like, oh my god, he tried to pin him. But the other thing, and Ross, I want to bring up something that you had mentioned a moment or two ago. How Jericho should have won this. I remember reading for a long time that Jericho was, in fact, supposed to win this Royal Rumble. And the only reason they changed it was because a lot of fans and a lot of people knew Jericho was going to win this match. And I can see that being the reason it changed. And I could see Jericho being aware of that and suggesting the change. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because he went on to, to face Punk for the WB title anyway. Yeah. So, final two got title matches anyway. Yeah. So, it didn't really matter what you did with that. Let me ask you guys this. And, and, I, and I this this could be a whole special in itself, maybe. Is Chris Jericho the greatest wrestler who never won the Royal Rumble? Of people that have been in the Royal Rumble? That have been in the Royal Rumble. I mean, he's uh, definitely up there. I just don't... I don't, I don't know to... who would top him, because uh, Flair has won a Rumble. Shawn Michaels has won a Rumble. The Rock has won a Rumble. Steve Austin has won a Rumble. So, uh, of that crew of... Here are people that have won the Rumble, and then just below that glass ceiling, uh, hell, Triple H has even won a Rumble, and I know even me mentioning that gives James uh, a headache. I mean, he uh, won... Yeah, okay. Uh, yes, I think Jericho would be up there in the discussion because I don't know who would be above him in that 
in that legendary wrestler but hasn't won a Royal Rumble uh, that has participated in. Mm -hmm. The very specific group. Did CM Punk win a Rumble? No. No. So I would put either him or Jericho is who I'm running with right now. Um, But no, that's a good... good, uh, I think that's a good... um, I don't know how if it makes... If warrants its own special. I don't think... I could pull a half hour of that as one show, but we'll see. We we might be able to fit that on the side on one of these on the side on one of these shows. Yeah, um, what I wanted to mention is you talk about Sheamus, the match that he got, which uh, it was the opening match. It was the eighteen seconds, and even though Sheamus was the one that won the title, um, I think ultimately looking back on it, that match did more for Daniel Bryan than it ever did for Sheamus. Yeah, especially um, considering where Sheamus his position is now where he's pretty much a tag team wrestler and Daniel Bryan after all of that would main event another or would main event a WrestleMania and would sort of reach legendary status. If you think about it, getting there or mm-hmm. yeah. And, and he's, and he's reinventing himself currently, but uh, yeah, Dan- Daniel Bryan is as popular as he was um, because of that match with Sheamus. Or All in right. spite of that match with Sheamus. Alright, so poor Sheamus. He does the opposite of me eventing the Royal Raw of WrestleMania. Rowdy Ross, before we head out, Rowdy Ross, so uh, I, I don't I was trying to get a share screen, but I can't figure it out again. So I have a the wheel up here with the numbers twenty to thirty-five. I'm going to spin it three times and give you three numbers, and you're going to pick one of them, and that'll be the episode you'll be on next. All right? All right. All right Surely so this is on the up and up because I cannot watch what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, so the first one's 35. Okay. Okay. So that's the latest you can get, actually. Okay. 28. Okay. And 21. And this Damn. is the mankind position. I was hoping for 26 because that's my birthday. Um, I will go 28. Okay, great. Now, obviously, we have no idea what episode that's going to be yet. Yeah. Because we don't, we don't go in order here. So, uh, so we'll figure that out when we get there. All right, Bill. I want to give some final plugs and let's head out of here. Ross, thank you for joining us. Uh, is your Cactus Jack performance bang bang <laughs> i know bang. you don't go bang, I know bang you... yourself <laughs> go back see it's weird right it has two different meanings now like the cactus jack is di- meaning is different than the ariana grande one right because uh, you say that and then russ said ew but he wasn't thinking of cactus jack i'm a perv you can say anything i'll i will find something sexual in it he wants to bang bang into the room all right wow. uh that's podcasting.com the door and... first as <laughs> Twitter and Instagram, that's podcasting. Bill, give your plugs because apparently all Russ does is play Legend of Zelda. So right. guys are- uh, no, Resident Evil 2. <laughs> oh, I'm on the Resident Evil 2. All right. Uh, you can check out my wrestling show, That Wrestling Show. Uh, just type that in in iTunes and subscribe. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about this Royal Rumble or any other Royal Rumble we've discussed so far, send an email, eliminated3088 at gmail.com. That's eliminated3088 at gmail.com. 
Uh, next time around, we are going to discuss the 1994 Royal Rumble match. Yes! And you guys are going to have a fun story with old Bill next time around. It's a legendary one. So, until next time, the night... The oh whoa! I almost went ahead. The 2012 Royal Rumble has been eliminated.